1: Everett is the best there is at what he does, bub. And what he does is the Hall of Justice podcast. Go, go, go with a smile.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Hall of Justice. If you're listening to this uh, the day it's released, happy holidays. Christmas is around the corner. Usually I like to take a break during Christmas, but with the Hall of Justice, we have the next 2 weeks that are absolute madness for the podcast this episode we are going to focus on spider-man no way home and then next week we are going to focus on hawkeye now i know that the hawkeye finale was released if you're listening to this it was released yesterday we haven't seen it at the time of this recording so we're going to focus this episode on spider-man and then next week we will come back and talk about hawkeye that also being said this is a spoiler heavy podcast now, we say that all the time. Since the c- creation of the Hall of Justice podcast, we have done spoiler movies. Han Solo was killed. I get it. We know. The fact is, is that we warn you. If you do did not see it or don't want to know, we are not apologizing after this, okay? You are listening at your own risk. Do it and don't complain about to me on social media. That being said, I am pleased to welcome in a veteran now of the Hall of Justice. I think this is his third appearance. Once they get to be too many, I stop identifying which episodes he did and which episodes he didn't. But uh, he is the great Marshall Harris of CBS Chicago. Uh, He's a sportscaster by trade, so am I. And we have the the shared affinity for the genre. And when Spider-Man was coming out, I gave him his choice. I said, You want in? It's Christmas week. It's gonna be hard. And Marshall Harris is with us on the podcast. Marshall, thanks so much. Welcome back.
1: Yeah, Seth, you know it's never hard to talk about what we talk <laughs> about. I, I'm good with it. It's like I mean, I'm I'm here, I'm working all week. It's fine. I'm I'm yo, you told me I could talk about this. I could talk about Hawkeye, whatever. I was like, yo, give oh, yeah. me Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> Spider-Man. All right. Um, let's get the, the cat out of the bag. I thought it would be smart to start it this way. Um, If you thought Avengers Endgame was fan service, this is fan service times 12. Um, This is literally just to poke at the heartstrings of old fans, young fans, any fan that you are, you just, you smiled when you saw this movie. Does that make it a great movie? That's debatable. You're going to debate that. (laughs) it's not a bad movie it's no 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 it's a great it's a very very good movie but the difference here is this was about fan service you saw norman osborne but you 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 didn't just see norman osborne it's not like when they they had amazing spider-man and norman osborne was some other guy They, you saw the you saw willem defoe you saw alfred molina you saw jamie foxx You saw all of them. And then you saw Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. I probably should have said those backwards, but that's okay. Andrew Garfield steals this movie. Um, Just the fan service alone. This is like when the CW did the crisis and you saw Burt Ward. Like you're excited to see your old friends. You lived a life with those people. And that's a very nice feeling.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, stan lee r.i.p uh every time you see stan lee in a, a marvel property because you know he makes the cameo um you get yeah. you you, you get that little cameos yeah yeah you get the little like corner of your mouth uh, just automatic just goes up and you're like oh okay stanley i see like what you the, did this time when
0: george reeves used to wink at the camera
1: yeah yeah it, it'd be a little note yeah. Lou Ferrigno in, the, in the in the Incredible Hulk, like yeah. so, like just just the nod, the nod, the tip of the cap, if you will. Uh-huh. But they took that and and as you said, fan service wise, and taking that, they were like, you know what, we're really <laughs> going to make it tough for you, like 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 tough for you to to process this movie without all the the mountain of sentimentality, and, and you know what. That's what movies are about. You know, at the end of the day, they're about memories. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of parallel to real life. You know, my dad used to tell me, you know, son, at the end of the day, you know, you're going to have a great job and a lot of money and whatever. But at the end of the day, all that's going to matter is your relationships. People are going to remember you for, you know, how you made them felt. And they tugged at the heartstrings, if you will, not to sound too cliche, but it, yo, the movie is cliche. Like, I'm not it's trying to be cliche. It is cliche, but in the best way, music when Andrew Garfield swings through the air, you heard the amazing Spider-Man theme. It's like it's like in in Avengers when they're doing different things and you hear the music of those people. Yes. They're in the movie like Guardians of the Galaxy or Captain America. They they, they knew they knew what they were doing. And really, people will say that the skeptics and I, I know Seth is a skeptic at heart. But the skeptics will say, well, you know, you, you guys are just trying to, you know, make a mountain of money. And that's the easiest way to make a mountain of money is by being formulaic. That's why you have three of everything, unless you're the amazing Spider-Man, and you only, get two. You only um, get two. But but I just loved how they introduced them and the humor that they were able to weave in to get at, whether it's the shooters. Oh, <laughs>
0: Does the web come out of any other part of your body? That yeah, was like, tremendous. That's it, like mole like all of it, th- right? That's like Reed Richards. You know what? What else stretches? <laughs>
1: you know, remember in, in Mallrat. And, and you said, you know, Andrew Garfield. I, I, there was I remember the debate. You know, who's a better Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire? And I always leaned to the Garfield, even though the oh, property was no, Tobey
0: Maguire handsome f-
1: fleshed out. But I, but I thought Garfield in this movie. You saw the different personalities of the Spider-Mens and how they were written for their particular movies. And I think the most true version is Tom Holland because Uh, he's the high school... Well, listen, he's a a really smart high school kid, but he's still a high school kid and high schoolers do stupid stuff. Uh, That is the definition of being in high school. You don't know any better. You, You have to learn hard lessons firsthand. And that's well, what, the, that's how the movie hit me. No, I get, in,
0: I, I get it. I get it. The scene, if you remember The Amazing Spider Man 2, uh, spoilers, haha uh, Emma Stone's uh, Gwen Stacy dies. Right. And uh, Andrew Garfield can't save her. When MJ Zendaya uh, falls, Andrew Garfield's the one that says, I can't let another. Woman die like this. I can't break another Spider Man's heart. And the Garfield, to me, that's when I said he steals the movie. You know, I, I'm partial to Toby, right? I, I, I wanted to see Toby. I love the, uh, the reunions of, of Toby McGuire with Alfred Molina and with Willem Dafoe, you know, because those movies meant more to me. But to see Andrew Garfield, that is the most heroic spider-man thing in the mcu that was a spider-man moment that's the part of spider-man that has been missing from tom holland's character
1: okay that's fair that's fair I, i will say this um as much as I enjoyed the returns of the Spider-Man and, you know, the Spider-Man meme where everybody's pointing at each other, you know, you got that. That's literally what this movie is. Yeah. 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 Right. From (laughs) the
0: 1967.
1: uh, It had been a while since I'd seen um, those original movies, you know, the the one, two, and three. And I'll tell you what you forget, yo, Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina as villains. Those dudes are villain villains. Like, Spider-Man get two is one of the top son.
0: Yeah.
1: Like Willem Dafoe, one of those like 66 years old reminding oh. you like, yeah, there's a reason y'all were like, Oh my God. He makes he you flinch. Amazing. You know, he makes you flinch at the screen and you brought the mask
0: back, but you didn't want him in the mask, the whole movie. So he breaks the mask. And I love that. That was so smart. Um, but William Dafoe, I mean, nailed it. Alfred Molina, who's gotta be pushing 70. Now he looked I know that's a lot of CGI. I know. Whatever, man. I don't we'll care. He looked we'll amazing, and the glasses were straight out of the comic book. That was it, brilliant. The 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 whole like they like the they whole... ramped up Sam Raimi's creation. They yes, and they
1: didn't insult Sam Raimi's movies. Exactly. They they, they did they they found that sweet spot of we're going to bring back your guys, but we're not going to do too much with your guys. They're going to be at in essence your guys and the, the most aesthetically pure form of, and, you know, character wise, them dudes know how to play the characters. Those are actor, actors. Those are, those those guys can get on a play stage. And that's
0: not to sell Jamie Foxx short, like all of them, the lizard, he was great too. Like they were, they were outstanding. There's so much to love about this, this movie. Um, And I thought that was all brilliant. Um, The scenes with Tobey Maguire and, When he's explaining how they figured it out, how he and Mary Jane figured it out. And you kind of like say, oh, that's so good because, you know, they were so uh, on shaky ground at the end of Spider-Man 3. But when Sam Raimi made Spider-Man 3, they were fully intending on making Spider-Man 4. Remember, the politics around the Spider-Man franchise are
1: fascinating. I, you say fascinating. I say trash.
0: But you well, know. but Sony, Sony screwed them because he made he Sony screwed Sam Raimi into putting both the Sandman and uh, uh, and, and Venom in, in, in the movie. And I do love that Tobey Maguire acknowledged that he fought this, the, the you know, the Venom, and, you know, without calling him Venom by name. Right. Because it sets up in the post credit scene when, you know, the, the drop of goo, which we'll get to because I, I hate that part of it, because what the essence of Venom is, is it finds Peter first. The symbiote finds Peter first, and its hatred of Peter is what pushes. The idea that the whole Venom franchise irritates me to, to, to no end, because why does tom hardy do anything hey he likes make to eat that people? money seth
1: seth gotta make, no, that money. gotta make that money i understand i understand like the, right, it's so. like the nfl and everything else gotta make that I whenever understand. you're questioning why no, why no, no.
0: why I, I get it we and we and we did we reviewed venom and, and 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 that's how we did it let me just let's let's get the big elephant out of the room tom holland's character my criticism of tom holland Not the actor. The actor's great, but I will say the line. Ryan Reynolds was great in Green Lantern. It's not his fault he fought a cloud. The the point on Tom Holland's character since Civil War, the two Spider-Man movies, Infinity War, and Endgame, he is never heroic. He is a dumb kid and he's not the essence of Spider-Man. Because the essence of Spider-Man is, even though in the comics and in the cartoons he was in in high school, in the animated series that I always think is the Bible of Spider-Man, he was in college. In the Tobey Maguire movies, he was in college. The point of this is Tom Holland has shit happen to him. That's what it happens. He, He gets permission to go to Germany to be in civil war. He's apologizing for webbing people. He in 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 Homecoming, he gets locked in a garage for for a day and a half and has to talk to a computer in 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 Spider-Man Far From Home. He's the dumbest. He's the only person that didn't couldn't figure out that Mysterio was lying. He 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 is stupid as stupid gets. And when everybody was getting feathered, everybody was getting snapped and turned into feathers or dust, or whatever you want to call it, during the... the I like ashes. You like ashes. I like feathers. But the the point is, he's the only one that cried. He's the only one that cried. Like a little kid. And so... Because he's a kid. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He's a kid. Hold on. So when Doctor Strange, who was the boss in Endgame, tells him, do not... Do anything but send these villains back. Get these guys out of here. He doesn't want to do it because he thinks he's smart and it kills his aunt. Now, that, if you want to say that's what Toby Maguire did by letting the, the rest, you know, the the the, the 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 burglar go, you want to say that Toby Maguire was selfish then and that's the essence of Spider-Man? Yes. But that guy, Toby Maguire's character, when he gets bit by the spider, hadn't been to space. Peter Parker has been
1: to space. You you're saying He's, Peter Parker should know better just because of his life experiences course. compared to the other Spider-Man. No, and, and 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 I'll go back to what you said about where they are in different points in their lives when the spider bites mm-hmm. them and all that. Listen. Like, I was trying to figure it out when when when, you know, I was like, so how old is Tom Holland now? I, I mean, I mean Tom Tom Holland's Spider-Man now. Right. Tom Holland's he's going character. back
0: to he's Tom going back Holland to high school. He is a brilliant actor. He is a
1: brilliant actor. No, no, no. I'm just that. saying, I, I'm saying so clearly this was his going into his senior year in this movie. He had the trip over the summer between junior and senior year. So that means he's 17 years old. Man, Seth, we know 17-year-olds just we ain't fully developed yet. Yeah,
0: you argue. 17 if you're, 17, you're, if you're
1: 17 and you've been to space.
0: Yeah, you, 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 you listen yeah. to the. and it, I'm not saying he has to know better. I'm saying Dr. Strange is spelling it out and he fights Dr. Strange. Well, you, you know what I enjoyed and, about and he, that part? And, but hold on. He's fighting Dr. Strange to save people he doesn't know. For what?
1: Well, I, you could what? argue Aunt May, You could argue you could could argue that Aunt May put him on that path with her little pep talks about he needs your help and all. And ultimately, his
0: he's gonna yeah, because listen to Aunt she's May naive over too and didn't realize he's a villain. He lit a bomb on the bridge. The, the goblin. He he, he, I, he did it I, like use instincts. Use a little bit of instincts. I'm with you, well he, and by the way, mysterio
1: was lying, you dumb fuck. No, no, the the instincts kicked in when he got the tingle when when the yeah. f- fabricators over here and they're like, you' about to flip it upside down on you. <laughs> like it's it's yes, is that part frustrating? but I I some things you just gotta, you know, the game is the game. and that's part of the game. and right. well that that's the thing. like why why would Peter it, it, it goes back to
0: uh, far from home. Which is why would Peter help Mysterio?
1: Mysterio well, because that's stock. a movie.
0: Because it's a movie, and that's you need conflict in a movie. I,
1: you're better than this. You've seen Marvel be better than this. I, I, don't th- I, don't, I don't. I think here's the thing. I think uh, that where we disagree on this is I think that makes the movie more relatable or more human because we all mess up, including super, quote unquote superheroes. And he's a kid. Now, if he's you know. Dr. Doctor, Doctor Strange's age, like, Dr. Strange is an adult, and he was arrogant, yep. if you remember, you know, his, character. Yeah, yep. his, totally. his origin story, and I think that we as humans are all arrogant in a way, and it comes and bites us at different points in our lives, so I can't, I'm not, I don't think that that's, like, a huge, like, problem, I think that's, yo, this, right. this is, that's how real life
0: goes. Let me take you one step further, I, I, okay, I knew you'd ahead. say this, so I, I came armed. <laughs> kate bishop knows more has better street smarts than peter parker i'm not gonna agree with that and i'm kate. through five I'm, i haven't seen six neither, neither, of, us neither have. of us
1: neither one of us neither six. one of us
0: have seen six so maybe i'll eat my words kate bishop had instincts that were that are on it and she is what three years older than him and I, hasn't
1: been to space. I, You know what? I'm going to disagree with you there. Here's why. Okay. Kate Bishop, you say instincts. I say, no, she's fueled by her. Who is this dude just popping into my life? Like any kid would be when they don't know about a guy that their, their mom, their widowed mom is dating. They're going to be super like, eh, to begin with. No, no, no. But Kate Bishop had
0: the wherewithal to track uh, Clint's phone. And yeah. he, she called the Uber. She had the plan. She she thought through a plan. She made a mistake in the first one. I'm about to say she wasn't. Let's not act like she came out. No, no, no. But she's a kid.
1: But she hasn't been to space. She's 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 in college. She's probably like a junior in college. It's three (laughs) more years. Okay, okay. I always tell people she knocked down a clock tower. Okay, well that yo, that's just pure archery skill. What I'm what I'm saying with the Kate Bishop thing is, how much smarter were you, Seth? When you were 21 versus when you were 16, I, 17 years old. It's only four I years, understand. but doggone it did you learn a lot in the time but, in between. But
0: but if I had been on the Avengers and in the Civil War and went, fought Thanos, I would I I would know better. He than you, when, like Doctor he was Strange, when Doctor Strange says send these people back, only a dumbass would say, Nah, God, yeah,
1: Seth, Seth, he was on a too. spaceship got made an Avenger on a spaceship and was for the better part of, we'll say he was we'll on it a spaceship. A half years. Bro. He was but, on
0: a space. Oh. And by the way, well, how was he on a spaceship by accident? Yeah. Because yeah. everything well, in that kid's life has been by accident. Six
1: and a half, six and a half years, six and a half years. And five of those years, he wasn't even here. He wasn't around. Right. <laughs> so I don't know that he, he, he didn't have, he went on one Avengers mission uh, and it was like a, a fight for the end of humanity, basically. And that that that's what it was when when the news
0: of Spider-Man No Way Home came out and the rumors were Alfred Molina and Jamie Fox. Remember they wouldn't that, that they leaked that as the teases, right? That, that oh yeah, they teasing. they were good about when the first trailer when the first trailer came out and it was Peter needed help because he wanted everybody to forget, but he didn't want MJ to forget, And he didn't want Ned to forget, and he didn't want M.A. to forget, and he's making it up as he goes along. And he causes this whole thing. Then he has the chance to fix his mess, and he doesn't. But and there, he,
1: I will say this, Seth. At the end of the movie, he learns
0: because he, oh, he had At a, the end of the movie, he has no other choice. He has no he other choice. No, no way. He And
1: his aunt had already died. He could have been selfish, been arrogant, and tried to reinsert himself into MJ and Ned's life. But he 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 learned from his mistakes. There's there's morals in there to be there's there's life lessons to be learned from watching Spider. As all with I don't know if you heard, but with great power comes a great responsibility. <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know if you're familiar with that line. That was that was the that was the hey Spider-Man fans,
0: come over here. We got something for you. Well, because because the in the Tom Holland world, Tony Stark was his uncle Ben. Basically, yeah. Right. To yeah. Tony, in the, in the, and MJ is not Mary Jane Watson. And like there's changing. There's I love it. Change. And I loved all of, I loved all those little like da that, that what I what I just couldn't stand is there are moments in the two references that I like to, to make are Spider-Man one and two, the movies, and the animated series of the nineties. And what I just if you watch those shows. There are times when Peter messes up. I'm not saying he has to be perfect. What I'm saying is the whole plot of Tom Holland's character has always been oops. I, I'm willing to make you a wager. Okay. When and they to change now that he's got a new costume and it's more traditional and.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm seriously, I, I think that was like the biggest life lesson this last installment and you know there's going to be a spider-man for because again the money's just piling up right, right
0: now right
1: right uh uh what was it the third largest opening of all time in, in as as a as a pandemic rears its ugly head I, like no we're we, we gonna go like me and you we're gonna go see spider-man i don't know hold on right. i know we're going to see spider-man
0: well it's funny uh, when i saw Sha- shang chi and yeah. eternals um i went at like 11 in the morning By myself. And and I've said this on the podcast before. My reasoning is not because I'm antisocial and it wasn't because of COVID. I take notes and I do it on my phone. And I don't like to be that guy in a packed theater that's texting on their phone. But I I have a note, you know, the notes app and I open up a blank page and I write notes because this is for a podcast that I do, do. You know, it's in. I did the same thing for Spider-Man: No Way Home, and there wasn't an empty seat. It was at yeah. eleven oh, no. in the morning I, I, on a Monday.
1: Yeah, yeah. This, this. So it, it's interesting you say that because I have in my building where I work, it's like a little mall, and at the top there's a theater, and I'm always mad because the last show is usually at ten o'clock or nine thirty because uh, it's in a mall. A, it's downtown yeah, you, Chicago. And you go on
0: at ten thirty,
1: but I, I go look up. I go look up, and they're like. Oh, Spider Man, No Way Home, 10 30 start time. I was like, oh, all I got to do is walk oh. off the set and walk upstairs?
0: That's what you you're had, telling me? You had the makeup on, you had the IFB in your ear. You're watching that movie. I didn't
1: have all that because I knew you know, with the commercials and the, you know, it's not just trailers and what's it's like. Did, anybody, did anybody come up to you and just go, wait a second. I know you. you no, 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 no. Have not been here long enough for all that, but it was very <laughs> convenient. And I was like, maybe this is movies coming back full force where we're going to have, you know, the 10, 30, 11 midnight shows yeah, yeah. Yeah, at yeah. all theaters and not just like a couple of select yeah, yeah, theaters. Totally, totally. Um, But yeah, when I went to watch the Suicide Squad, I went to like an 11.30 PM show. Yeah. It was packed, but like, you could tell that was like a rowdy Thursday night crowd. Um, yeah. uh, but I, I like you, I do like to go breakfast in the movie is my thing. Like, so I'm with, yeah,
0: you. I, I like the early morning, uh, movies and, you know, look, I'm not, I'm not into the, the theaters as much as other people are, you know, other people like it. I do not mind, you know, seeing something on a, on a screen. I like the TV I have here and I don't mind seeing any of these movies. I, I, I don't think I needed to see, uh, that, that movie, um, I, I, I understand that aspect of it. Um, the thing that I was disappointed about with the aunt is I think by making the aunt younger, it's just so funny how in the Tobey Maguire uh, movie, Aunt May is like an old lady. And then she became Sally Field <laughs> in, in The Amazing Spider-Man. And then she became Marissa Tomei. And it, she just kept getting younger. And I just think there's so much there. There was so much, so, such rich potential for future stories with her that losing her sucked. And yeah. it's not like Uncle Ben, because in the Spider-Man mythos, losing Uncle Ben, you barely know Uncle Ben. Cliff right. Robertson played Uncle Ben in the Tobey Maguire movie and was brilliant,
1: but he's in the movie for 30 minutes. But, but see, that almost is why, you know, with the nostalgia already baked in and everything, that makes her death more impactful on both uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man and also the audience because we have gone places with her, you know? We were there when she found out he was Spider-Man. We were there when she was dating Happy. We were there when, when Tony Stark took her cookies and <laughs> threw them, you know, we, we've been places with her. And you're right, there's, there's so much more they could do, but you almost, you gotta have some kind of shock factor in all these movies. And for this one, that's what it was, and yeah. and, and so I, I'm I'm okay. Look, I love Marissa Tomei. I've always like no no no, it, yeah. It's her if you will. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I I appreciate her character, and I appreciate the, um, I think it was a uh, was it Ultimate Spider-Man, or they they went with like a younger Aunt May character yes. for yeah. animation in the comic book. In the comic, yeah. the comic version of Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 Same. Same for cartoon, and it's it's just. I'm okay with all the different iterations. I, I know you're a big canon guy. I'm canon too, but no no when no, you no spin it, 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 I'm good. But I
0: don't I don't mind the changes in canon. What I, I was I was comfortable with him not having the Uncle Ben. What I just hated was it was constantly about his gadgets and it was constantly about his 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 stuff, and it was constantly about he he's sad because Tony Stark died, and it like it, it was just constant change. And it was like, you never got to the essence. And the essence of Spider-Man is in the deep down, he is the ultimate hero. He is the best of the Marvel superheroes. He is the, he is the ultimate. And to see Peter Parker, like, I think fans see these movies, not just No Way Home, but these movies, and they are begging for Miles Morales in live action. Of
1: course we're begging for because Miles. We're gonna get, Parker, we're, we're,
0: don't, don't be confused. No, no, no. We're getting Miles Morales. I know that, but, but you never fall in love with Tom Holland's Peter. You empathize with him, but you, in Tobey Maguire, and yes, back then, I remember the 2000s, I was alive, and in the 2000s, the, the Tobey Maguire, yeah, you want to argue he was too old? Okay, we can have that fight. No one thought that then. No one said it then. You watch that subway scene, that train car scene with the fight with Doc Ock, and he's holding that train for dear life and doesn't know if he's going to survive. And you watch that and just say, that is the essence of what made Spider-Man amazing. That's why he's the number one. And you never have that moment. You know what I thought was going to be his moment? Is when he's holding the gauntlet and he has to get the gauntlet to so. He, remember he has to get it across the plains, and he can't. So the women of the Avengers, you know, Pepper Potts and uh, Sh- Shuri and all these other women, they rescue him. And when that happens again, it's, Oh, shucks. He can't do it. He's too young. And I'm like, when does he get his moment? And I don't think his moment happened yet because Andrew Garfield had that moment. He doesn't even save MJ.
1: Four. He's getting in in Spider-Man four. They got you on the hook. Look, Seth, this is you. They got, then, I got and, you on the hook. And we'll
0: do another podcast then. Let me see it. <laughs> Let me see it. But right now he's been in how many movies? He's been uh, in, three, he's been in five? The two, five movies. And he's well, six, still, six six he's, six he's Civil War. Oops. I forgot about Civil War. He's the oops.
1: That's what he is. He, he's a kid. He's a kid, but I think now he's an adult. He's going off to college. He's an adult now. He's lost two key characters of his life. He's really lost them all because if you count like Happy and Ned and MJ, he's lost everyone. He's a dude living in an apartment that, that made me that sad. Looks,
0: that apartment, by the way, looks a lot like Toby Maguire's apartment. Is there exactly. going to be a Russian guy going
1: to rent? Maybe. Look, they, they'll, they'll find ways to draw. Look, they got that all they care about if they know if they draw it's like a, it's here's a string right and it's a heart string right you know what's at the end of that heart string cold hard cash oh i'm just gonna it. keep pulling I it out of you
0: get it i get it i get it i get it i totally get it this movie is gonna break records pandemic records they're gonna shatter oh my goodness pandemic but, or what but, pandemic okay but but let, let's let's address that too i don't think this saves movie theater Because what it shows you is think about all that you have to get. You have to get nostalgia and you have to get action and you have to get adventure and you have to get some comedy and you made a blockbuster. Okay. The art house movie is not going to movie theaters anymore. Okay. I think a a, a lesser movie. I I think there's a better chance of what's gone on with West side story to be the future than Spider-Man because yeah, there's always going to be the place look, you know, people already on social media are clamoring for Flashpoint, right? They want that Flash movie because Michael Keaton's going to be in it. It's the same thing. And that will do amazing. But the movie theater, you know, motion is, I, I don't know. I yeah, want to see this with- uh, Lucy movie, this being the Ricardos. Yeah. And it's in theaters and it's on Amazon Prime in like a day. I'm in on Amazon Prime. I'm not. Yeah. Well, that's it. what
1: I was going to say. Unless it is a cinematic experience with the specific uh, the action, uh, you could throw musicals in there, brand of just uh, a a cinematic display. Why would I not watch uh, a rom com with my girlfriend on my couch as opposed to go out to the movie theater? It's like it's way cheaper. It's way less intimate. Like the the only ones I want to see in it like the Star Wars slash the like I'm I'm debating actually. Uh, you know, this week, uh, Matrix Revolutions comes or uh What's, what's the name of the m- new Matrix movie? Matrix 4. Revolutions? Revelations? Re- Revelations. Because Revolution was the last one.
0: Oh, okay. um,
1: so I'm like, yo, that looks like something I want to see in the theater. But let's be honest, I can literally watch it on my big screen TV and be fine. You know? Right. So, like, if I don't want to see that movie in the theater, because you're giving me the HBO Max option, there's really nothing I want to see in the theater besides like the, the movies. I don't want the only movies. The, the, hey, I'll be real with you. The only <laughs> the movies are the ones the I cover now, on this podcast. <laughs> the, 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 well, the ones that can be spoiled, right. the ones that can be spoiled. Yes, you're absolutely right. That's all. That's the only reason I go to the movies. Like uh, a, a movie like this, part of the MCU, DC, whatever that can be spoiled, but any other movie, like you're not going to spoil it for me. I'll just say i see it when I see it.
0: Well, I do want to bring up uh, the the whole spoiler part of it because there's something about social media, but there's one other Easter egg that uh, I loved. And unfortunately, I saw episode five of Hawkeye right before this this movie. Um, Uh, And that is uh, Peter Parker needs a lawyer. And who does he get but Matt Murdoch? And it's Matt, but it's not a new Matt Murdoch. It's Charlie Cox. I love Uh, it well there's two things about that if you remember the first season of daredevil because daredevil came out right around the time we started this podcast and daredevil came out they reference the avengers they have matt murdoch in that movie event uh talks about how their rent was really low to get their office because after the incident which is the Shatari, which is you know which is the, the the fight In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they reference Wilson Fisk's trial. Like, I love the interconnectivity of the MCU. And what Kevin Feige said this week, without saying it, was that those Netflix shows happened. And it's very, very rewarding because I have said on this podcast many times, season one of Jessica Jones is probably one of my top three all-time favorite things Marvel's ever done. And based on that logic and, and, and that aspect um, to know that it's still in continuity and that Kristen Ritter might show up at some point makes me really, really happy. And daredevil, the three seasons of daredevil are absolutely freaking brilliant. Yes. And just the idea that that guy had that journey and when the brick comes in and Matt catches it.
1: Oh, Yeah, because you wonder, like, how deep, like, are they going to show that this guy, is this just a guy in this universe, or is Is he he
0: just a lawyer? Right.
1: Yeah. And when he catches that brick and everybody reacts the way they do, you know it's on, like, Donkey Kong. And then uh, I guess we've learned that he's going to be a part of the the She-Hulk series. Um, Some rumor is that, but he'll be there. Yeah, so, like, so, I I, I love the interconnectivity, and I want to see it play out. You know, this goes back to whole, like, uh, when you you go back to, like, uh, obviously dc animated the goat um the yeah. batman superman adventures and like yeah. that then became justice league and justice yep. league unlimited like i just want to see how it all weaves together yep
0: you want see how how, want we're, guy, how are we right. doing you want the, the 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 batman in the justice league unlimited show to have had the issues with tim drake you know or the exactly. fight with dick dick you, you just want that history and it it's like the hulk now you know cuz the hulk is in all this lingo legal mumbo jumbo you can't do a solo hulk film So you're going to do literally everything that includes Mark Ruffalo's character to keep the Hulk storyline like Thor Ragnarok, which incorporated planet Hulk. And that was genius. It was a genius way to tell a Hulk story without calling it a Hulk movie. You don't have to do daredevil season four. I would love daredevil season four, but the arrogance that other companies Warner brothers have, have used in that they know that, it's going to be a long time before Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and the Defenders, and the Punisher can make its way over to their home, Disney+. Plus. Those are Netflix properties. And because when they were conceived, Disney+, Plus wasn't existing. And just because Charlie Cox's character is on a different streaming service didn't keep you away from doing, to me, what's right for your continuity. You know, right. if Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are the fan service, I thought Matt Murdock took this to another level, and it made you feel that the time invested and the emotions invested in those shows
1: pays off. Yeah, it's it's really validating your experience as a fan, and that that's how you keep again the heartstrings getting pulled, and let's get that that theater money yep. and all of it, like. Look. And I, again, again, people
0: are listening to this. You've already seen Hawkeye, so you don't know, you know, in episode six, D'Onofrio might, you know, be in it in it. Like, oh, you know, D'Onofrio's D'Onofrio out D'Onofrio. here tweeting. He's in it.
1: I right, look. Yeah. He's, so, he's in it. And his his kingpin, that might be like, it's I was place. talking to my friend about this. All due respect to the
0: late Michael Clark Duncan. It, it is Vincent D'Onofrio embodies the kingpin.
1: Yeah. You go back to like when he's uh lifting weights in the prison. Like oh. he like <laughs> He Just the the favorite. way he carried that character, because like uh when he kills the guy in his outside of his limo or whatever, like oh. he he's like, oh, this dude is not, and like oh. even the way that Clint refers to him, the big guy, like oh. he knows what's up. Like I don't think you've ever really right, heard that means Hawkeye knew about Daredevil's fight with the Kingpin. Yeah. So like oh. what what I'm saying is Kingpin. It, it's funny because you have different villains and you know, you, depending on how you use a villain is how he is going to be perceived by the general public after a while, no matter what his comic book origins were and how powerful he was in the comic book. But I'm super excited for the Kingpin. Um, and I hope that we can get the Kingpin on the screen with like a Spider-Man, you know. Oh, that would be awesome. Like Kingpin, that-
0: Kingpin is the ultimate villain of Spider-Man, the animated series. Right. And, and, and you know, he was pre- uh, by uh, Roscoe Lee Brown. The late, who was on the Cosby Show, if you remember your television history, yes. um But Roscoe Lee Brown plays the kingpin, and it just brings back an old episode that we did, where there is no such thing as race in animation. Roscoe right. Lee Brown is black; he played a white king kingpin. Um, you know, that's that's my whole argument against you know the actors who pull themselves off black characters because they were white and no one knows and you know, what color is dark side and what color is the Joker? And it just, it, it, it it infuriates me. Um, (laughs) but, uh, last thing, last thing. Um, I just, I want to get your thought on, uh, the spoiler aspect of Spider-Man. And that is, uh, something that happened to me last week that I didn't realize was happening until it was too late. um, I have a TikTok account and I'm trying to figure out how I can use it to help promote the Hall of Justice. Do I take clips of this show and, you know, a, a 30 second clip of this show, put the link to the iTunes and Spotify, and does that help grow our audience? So I created a TikTok account. Um, last week, uh, my 13 year old saw something on TikTok about a threat of a school shooting. It got so intense, it made national news and there was an increased police presence at many high schools across the country and middle schools, and it's, it, especially the, the one that my daughter goes to, which is a public school. At the time, she was really freaked out. What I did the next day, which was the Thursday that Spider-Man came out, when I had a break in what I was doing for work, I wanted to see the TikTok that was the threat. Now, I have said in the past on social media, when I joined TikTok, before I had posted anything, it showed me scantily clad women. What I found out is that the algorithm takes your age and your your gender and just assumes that's what you want to see. I'm 47 and I'm a male. And so it assumed that I wanted, you know, half naked women i'm not complaining it it was it was fine it's not what i was there for i wound right. up liking a couple of tiktoks from night rider fan accounts there's no joke night rider fan accounts and my tiktok feed now shows me a lot of old classic clips of the tv show night rider which i love
1: the algorithm is not a joke it, it, the algorithm it is, is very... not a
0: joke right and what I learned about the algorithm is you don't even have to like the TikTok. You just by gawking at it, by watching Staying on it too long, if you stay on it too long, it thinks that's a, that it counts as a like. And when, so so that morning or I think it was about midday by the time I had a break, I went on TikTok and I was trying to maneuver it to see what the threat was. I, w- I just want to see it for myself. My daughter and I have agreed that if she sees anything strange on TikTok, I said, I don't care how personal it is. Send it to me. I'm not judging her for seeing it. The algorithm is that powerful. Yeah, I saw the scene with Ned and MJ in Ned's house when he's going, show me Peter. And Andrew Garfield walks through. I saw that five days before I saw the movie.
1: That's tough. That's so, tough. You know, but, but
0: but I didn't know what it was at first. I thought it was a trailer. I I didn't know what it was at first. I my instinct, but I lingered on it,
1: and it was over then it for forty eight so hours.
0: There. For forty eight hours, I saw every toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield scene. I saw. I knew that Matt Murdock was in it. I didn't know uh, Marissa Tomei died. Tomei died. I didn't know everything. But it was constantly on TikTok. What I'm asking, and I, I I'm not saying what I want TikTok to do is take down school shooting threats immediately. Th- that I don't want to see go viral. But we live in this age where I wasn't even trying and I saw the spoiler. And I don't care that much, didn't ruin the experience. To me, this is a job as much as it is anything else. It's my passion project, but it's a project. What's your thought on the fact that even if you're not looking, the only way to avoid spoilers, and you saw it opening night, so you did a pretty good job, the only way to avoid spoilers is to completely detach
1: from social media, and that's not easy to do. Well, here's the thing. TikTok is different because of the way it's built. But you know, on Twitter, you can go in and put all the words in to like, that's what I used to do when I watched Game of Thrones, like, because I didn't want, I, I could, I literally couldn't watch Game of Thrones till I got home, which was going to be two or three hours after uh, it, it debuted on Sunday nights. Um, and I was at work and Twitter, you can regulate that stuff, but on TikTok, that's a different animal. And I would just say, you have to stay off TikTok if you, if you're going to see something um, and I didn't know it was going to be like days in advance, like what you're talking about, but. I I think for me, you just got to stay off social media. And, and, And the problem is for my job, I can't stay off social media. I have to be on social media because I don't know if you heard every single hour on the hour, COVID cases are coming out on teams that you cover. Leagues are shutting down for a week at a time. So you, you can't avoid, but because of what you told me, I hadn't been on TikTok in a couple of weeks. I will now stay off TikTok when it's time for a movie to come out. Like, I'm I'm getting ready to watch, like I told you, the Matrix 4. I'm I'm gonna kind of chill on social media. Yeah. Um, and and I've been thinking about doing a cleanse anyway. So th- this might precipitate that, or excuse me not precipitate it, but uh it might uh <clears throat> expedite, you know, getting off social media for a minute, you know, end-of-year cleanse type stuff.
0: Right. You know, I tweeted something, and I'm not apologizing for it. Um I tweeted something when the picture of D'Onofrio was in episode five of Hawkeye. And all I tweeted was, for years I've been screaming from a rooftop that the Netflix shows counted. And now I feel validated. But I didn't say how, why. To me, that's not a spoiler. That just makes you want to watch. That doesn't spoil. Yeah, and the picture wasn't like
1: a detailed, great picture anyway.
0: Yeah, but, but if you knew, you knew. You know? If you know, you know. No, I, And I think there's a lot of people that saw Hawkeye that didn't know who that was. Really, I think there are.
1: I I, I don't. Yeah, think, I think if you watch, I think if you watch Hawkeye, I think no, if you no, watch no. Daredevil and the, and, no, no, and the. No, no, I,
0: I agree, but I don't think everybody that watched the Marvel movies watched Daredevil because it's it's pretty violent,
1: it's, it, and it's long, and you got Disney be invested. Plus.
0: Disney Plus, you know, Wandavision, Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, I don't think they've been juvenile, but they've definitely been PG or PG thirteen yeah whereas as a pg-13 a, by
1: today's standards compared to like 25 years ago
0: correct but daredevil is a hard on i don't no matter what you say jessica jones the 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 the, the sex scene between uh, luke cage and and jessica jones alone makes that nc-17 like that is the greatest non-pornographic sex scene i've ever seen in my life <laughs> oh it, 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 well i mean you're talking about awesome.
1: like like, too much violence and everything. I mean, I mean, The Punisher seasons one and two do Oh, exist. my God, yeah. I, I, I forget about The Punisher. I forget. I, I, I love The pun, I, I, Punisher. I couldn't season. look at John
0: Bernthal as Tony Soprano's dad in The Many Saints of Newark. Oh, because, because of? Because of The Punisher. I, right. He, he's The Punisher. He, 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 that, I never saw, you know, I don't watch Walking Dead. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I haven't seen a lot of John Bernthal, but he can't pull off Tony Soprano's dad He's the
1: Punisher. He's the Punisher. No, he is. That's this real talk. And he's
0: brilliant. at it. It's not his fault. It's just he's, he's that good at, at that role. My, my only point for bringing this up is that this was the most spoiler heavy since Endgame. Because in Endgame, people wanted to know how did the guys come back? You know, everybody knew that everybody who would snap was coming back, but how? And what was going to happen? But I saw Endgame, you know, Endgame was pre-COVID. And so there, you know, my wife used to work for Marvel. And I've told that story on the podcast that we used to get invited to the early screenings of the Marvel movies. And when they found out about the Hall of Justice, they used to tell me, uh, don't post your review (laughs) until the movie comes out because you don't want to spoil it. And that was like Iron Man three time, you know, Guardians one like back back then endgame I remember seeing early so it wasn't a big deal with the spoilers this was I couldn't see it physically a because of covid omicron and my schedule I couldn't see it until the Monday after it came out and by then I had seen like I saved the TikToks because once I once I was in I was I was infected I wanted to show I I can show you um i'm not going to post them on social media but i have them these tiktoks are wild how yeah. you see you see toby mcguire walk out of the the, the, the little ring and the crowd is going bananas because it's an opening night crowd and you didn't know and if you didn't know you're freaking flying because you're like oh my god they're there you know and the rumors were always about andrew garfield not toby mcguire
1: Right, I think bringing both of them back was important. And oh yeah, just, you can't. They, they
0: had all the leverage because you can't have one without the other.
1: Right, and so I don't know how much they got paid for those roles, but yo, they gotta pay them. Gotta, gotta pay them out.
0: It's amazing. I did like the how they um, they they played on Tobey Maguire's sore back. Right, because the the rumor, you know, it was always Tobey Maguire was too old. Yes, they yeah. played no, the lines. Trying they, to be they, better, trying to be better when, when Toby Maguire says trying to be better, it, it'll make
1: you watch the Toby Maguire movies again. No, I, I think after this movie, you you want to go back and watch like I said, and for me, it was less Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield and more Melina and Defoe. Like, ooh, like yeah. oh, they get in there, like not playing oh, around.
0: Defoe. When Willem Defoe is sitting there at the at the Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner. Yes. With Aunt May there and he's bleeding. Yes. How'd you get that cut and like Norman is freaking out you know and James Franco's angry with him. Oh right.
1: my god. Oh my it, god. The, the whole, the, it, it, you know what it is? It's the level of tension is so real. It's, mm. it's so palpable and that's, that's what makes those Spider-Mans like. Ugh. And he had this awful
0: mask. Like the <sighs> mask is awful. And you don't care. Great. And you don't care. You yeah. don't care. Th- those are the, the hero and the villain. You cannot see their mouths move. And you didn't care. That's a brilliant film.
1: It's look, a really with you. Film. We, look, we are of one accord for once.
0: Yes, but I, I, I will end the podcast by saying if Dr. F and Strange tells you to send them back so that they can die in their original forms,
1: you let them die. Listen, uh, one thing I will say about the the whole Doctor Strange versus Spider Man when they um went to the Mirror World or whatever, uh, yeah, you, I love that
0: referenced it. That and we didn't get to.
1: Hey, I, listen, I, I love that Peter was like, "Oh, well, you know, this seems like kind of math," and he just used his math skills <laughs> to get out of there. That's that's what he I, like. That's that is that is very quintessential Spider Man right there, Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if
0: you had one word to describe the three Spider-Men. Tell me if you agree with this. Toby Maguire, the one word is heroic. Andrew Garfield, brooding. Tom Holland, oops.
1: I was with you on the first two. I don't know. If I'm gonna, oops is such a, oops. that's such a, that's such a derogatory. That's all the oops. shade. Oh, um, it's like I don't know if I can come up with one where He's just he's just always in over his head. Like
0: I, he's it's just, always in over his head. Like he's
1: just he's the and the gadget. It's like even the- like even his music, like, like what's he gonna screw up next? Yeah. Like that's that's oh. that's kind of He's a high school, like I remember high school and like how people not just myself, I'm just saying, like, people in high school weren't yeah, they didn't have together.
0: MJ, I, I, I know we're we're bouncing around, and we should wrap this up, but MJ comes over to him very shortly after Aunt May dies and goes, So, how are you dealing with all these things? And he goes, I'm okay, I'm okay.
1: He's not okay, the narrator. You're was.
0: not okay, he was not, not okay. okay.
1: He cried more when Tony, with Tony Stark. I think he realized, like, I gotta fix this, and he didn't have time to process and grieve, and like, that's why you see him at the end of the movie at the at the um, at the uh, side of the grave.
0: I'm sitting in a crowded theater. I had my everybody in the theater around me had masks on, and we're watching the movie, and he's going, and it's all my fault, and I go, Yeah, it is yeah it is <laughs> yeah it is you did it out loud kid. yep said it out loud you're and not wrong though you're not wrong my favorite uh out loud in a movie theater story and i'll end with this is do you remember the movie pleasantville yes with toby with Maguire. black and white characters they yep. become color yeah and he has to go back to the real world toby Maguire's character has to go back to the real world and she packs this massive lunch my friend screams out in the in the movie theater. We had seen Pleasantville because they had the episode one trailer. This is 1999. And my friend, Dave Mahler, came out and he says and he she says, I packed you a sandwich and a this and a this and a this and a this and a this. And my friend just yells out in the movie theater all in that little paper bag.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, The communal experience of a theater. Some things can never be replaced.
0: <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, Marshall, thank you. Um, Seth, thanks for having me, man. Uh, Marshall, you, you continued uh, success. We will do this again in the new year. You're coming back to the podcast. You become part of our our, our team here. And it literally, it, you add so much to it. Thank you so much, man. No problem, Seth. Uh, just let me know uh, what, what's the next thing we need to tackle. And I'll be there. Oh, there'll be more. There'll be, there'll be, there'll be more coming up next week. We were, we were literally planning to do a, like an under the hood. I was going to get some of the uh, people who behind the scenes helped put the podcast together. We were going to do like a Christmas episode where we don't talk about anything. Just, you know, how the, thankful we are for all the audience. Nope. We're going to do Hawkeye next week. So make sure you stay tuned to the podcast. We will see you next Thursday, December 30th. We're releasing that episode a full week after Hawkeye's final episode. So see all the episodes of Hawkeye on Disney Plus or bootleg them, wherever you where, 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 do, whatever you got to do to see them. We're not sponsored by Marvel. And <laughs> we will see you next week when we review.